0: Thank you for tuning in to the Crossover podcast. We hope this message inspires you and grows your faith. To learn more about Crossover, visit our website at crossovernorman.com or find us on Facebook and Instagram at Crossover Norman. Enjoy the message. Man, that was a quick uh, meet and greet. Awesome. If you love Jesus, I do. Um, who here has some midterms this week? Who's going to ace them? Okay. Maybe, all right. Uh, well, who has midterms next week? Let's, let's ask that. You want me to tell you a little secret? Why don't you study for them now? What? That might just change the game, okay? I know I just blew some of your minds, all right? Study for them now, and you won't have to stress out about them later. Oh, my goodness. You're like, yeah, I'm still not going to do it, all right? let's pray father we are coming to you now and we are thanking you for you and Lord, we, just, we know that you're already in this place. We ask for you just to keep on uh, just smothering this place with your presence. Lord, let this word be your word. Let this word penetrate the hearts of the people that need to hear it. For some of us, we need to be able to grow from this. Um, and Lord, a lot of us, we need to be able to open our hearts uh, to be able to hear the, just a special, special message uh, from you. Lord, be with us. for it's in your name. Amen. If you would, turn with me to Matthew Chapter 7 in your Bibles, right? Because everybody carries the Bible on campus, all right? Hey, I think it would be powerful if all y'all like, carried your Bible and walked to, to crossover, all right? I think that, that might be something special, all right? Maybe you can, you can plan that, okay? All right, let's, hear, let's read here. Matthew 7, verse 24. says this, Everyone then who hears these words of mine and does them will be like a wise man who built his house on the rock. And the rain fell and the floods came and the winds blew and beat on that house, but it did not fall because if it had been founded, because it had not been founded on the rock and everyone who hears these words of mine and does not do them will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand and the rain fell and the floods came and the wind blew and it beat against the house and it fell in a great fall of it. You know, Jesus here as he is speaking to his disciples, and this is the last message of his sermon on the mount. I always say the last last is the best thing, right? I think it's a it's a it's a it's a summation of what is going on because he's saying if we don't get this right, we're not gonna get anything of the Sermon on the Mount, right? And I just think that this message is very, very, very powerful for us. I think it's a message that God is specifically given to us tonight. Actually, you know, um, Hurricane Katrina actually was a very fatal hurricane uh, that killed almost 2,000 people. Um, It destroyed millions of homes and businesses, and it cost about $108 billion. It's in the top five most deadliest hurricanes that has ever happened. I saw an article uh, one time about this, and... It showed a it showed a picture of a guy. He was standing in front of his home, um, and it was an, like an aerial shot. And it was uh, his home was the only one that was standing amongst a neighborhood. Hundreds of other homes in his neighborhood had fallen to Hurricane Katrina, and his home was the only one that was still standing. And so the news was like, "Well, what the heck's going on, bro? Like, what's your secret?" And he was like, "Well, when I moved here." Uh, Right before I moved here, there was kind of a mini hurricane that happened, and there was a couple other storms. I knew this was kind of a a stormy place, right? And uh, I went to the city, and I said, what are some blueprints of a house that won't blow down during a hurricane, right? Pretty common sense, right? Guess what he did? He took those blueprints, he, he took them to his place, his builder, and he said, build me this house. And guess what happened? It worked. Imagine that, right? It's, it's crazy, all right? And he says, but if you look at it, every house in the, in the surrounding neighborhoods, all the houses that are still standing are the houses that were built on that same blueprint. Students... It would have been foolish for a man to know that there was a possibility of a great storm coming especially in his area there was almost a hundred percent chance that great storms were going to come it would have been very foolish for him to not have to have prepared for that test to come it would have been foolish of him wouldn't have it Students, let me just tell you this, is that there is going to come a day when we are all going to stand before God and He is going to judge us on what we built our lives on. We know that day is coming, don't we? I think we know that day is coming. It could be today. It could be tomorrow. It could happen on your way home tonight. It could happen 50 years from now. But we do know it is coming wouldn't it be foolish for us to not build our lives on something that would withstand that test? We know that it's coming, we know it's going to be God and us. It ain't gonna be your mama holding your hand, saying, well, Jesus, they did this and they did that, right? It ain't gonna be your daddy standing over there saying like, how much is this gonna cost I and mean, to get them into heaven, right? Thank goodness, I really hope that my sons don't do that with me, because I'm gonna have like 10 bucks to my name for them. Like, it ain't going to heaven if it's on my pocketbook, right? It's gonna be just you and it's just gonna be God, Wouldn't it be foolish for us to not build a life that would withstand God's test? If you haven't figured this out yet, the great test that we are talking about in this message today is the great test of your relationship with Jesus or the lack thereof. This is what Jesus is warning all of the hearers from the Sermon on the Mount, all of His disciples, the people that are surrounding the Sermon during, while they are on the Mount, He is warning them of this great storm coming. It's the great, it's the great storm that we are all going to face where it's going to be between us and Jesus. But it's following a very big passage that I think that we need to be able to look at. And I think many of us need to really understand is chapter 7 verse 21 it says this not everyone who says to me lord lord will enter the kingdom of heaven i want that just to kind of hold a place in your heart right now not everyone who comes to me saying lord lord will enter the kingdom of heaven but the one who does the will of my father who is in heaven on that day listen students many will say to me, Lord, Lord, did I not prophesy in your name? Did I not cast out demons in your name? Did I not do mighty works in your name? And then I will have to declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you workers of lawlessness. Wouldn't it be foolish for us not to be prepared for that day? What I love about the Bible is that God gives us a blueprint about how we are supposed to live our life. God is not a God of confusion. God is not someone that's going to leave us hopeless and confused. What he's going to do is he's going to make sure that we know how to be secure and safe if we follow the blueprint of what he gives us in this Bible. If we want to build a life that is going to withstand the test when that storm comes, we're going to need to understand God's blueprint for our life so that when we are standing there on our day with Jesus face to face, we can just say securely that God is not going to say, oh, I never knew you. God is going to say, well done, my good and faithful servant. So how do we make sure that we're building our house? How to make sure we're going to build our lives on the rock and not on the sand? If we can look here we can understand through building your rock on the house or on building your house on a rock or on the stand we see here that your actions expose where you are at right now what i mean is your actions either either going to support or they're going to deny the claim that you're laying on your life right now so let us not be fooled when we're standing toe-to-toe, face-to-face with Jesus and thinking that God is only going to look at the, the words that we say, right? God's not only going to look at the words that we say. He's also going to look at our lives. He's going to look at what we think. He's going to look at how we act. And I'm not going to lie, when I was writing this sermon, even just thinking about that, like God sees everything that we do. And I I was even saying, like, well, I know that I love Jesus, and I proclaim it, I preach it, hello, right? Like, But it really hit me in the face, because I'm like, I mean, do I really, like, in every aspect of my life, do I I show that I, I love Jesus and that Jesus is the Savior of my world? Do I do that with every action? Do I really live it? Students, can I just be a little frank with you? We're going to be a little frank tonight. Is that okay? All right? I need, I need y'all to be... I'm, I need to fire you up a little bit for midterms, all right? Many of us claim, Lord, Lord, every Tuesday night with our hands lifted high, with our voices screaming with the band. We sit here and we take notes in our Bible. We take notes on our phone. We hear about the truth of God, but the six other days... Everybody say the six other days. The six other days, I don't know if we're necessarily proclaiming Jesus. On Sundays we go to church and we might sing a song of Spirit lead me, take me beyond my borders to where my trust is beyond the waters, right? We sing great and mighty. I totally botched that song up, all right? Spirit lead me where my trust is without borders. There we go. Come on now. It's been so long since we sang it, all right? But we sing songs like that never to really leave our comfort zones in this world we never allow Jesus to push and stretch us and to really rely on him we never really Hebrews eleven six. and without faith it is impossible to please God I don't know if we necessarily ever please God because we never rely our faith on God for him to bring us through this world we never allow him to let us grow deeper with him We might not necessarily be doing anything wrong in worldly standards, but we aren't really doing anything right in biblical standards. We sing songs like, Amazing Grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. I once was lost, but now I'm... Found was blind, but now I see we sing songs like that and then we look at our Thursday, Friday and Saturday and we put those blinders back on and we become blind again and we start living a life that's not reflecting the words that we have said on on Sunday or Tuesday night. Our actions expose where we are truly at let's not be let's not be. Foolish here. Let us really take an action, account for what we are doing in this world. But it also exposes something else. If we look at build your house on a rock, it shows us that it exposes our foundation. Everyone who hears this word of mine and does them will be like a wise man who built his house on a rock. And those who hear the words of mine and they don't do them, they'll be like the fool that built his house on a rock. On the sand, I think some of us in here, if we can be honest, some of us in here, we have laid our, our house on, on some of the rock, right? I think some of us we need to evaluate the foundation that we have on our life. See, during this age and time, Jesus kind of knew some of the architecture that was going on here, and they were building homes on sand, like they were building homes like on the beachside. Everybody wants a beachside house, right? suns out, guns out, right? No one wants to see this dad bod in anything, all right? Like, no houses on the beach for me. But what was happening is they would build these houses on sand, and a great storm would come, and water and sand doesn't mix very well, and it would blow out the bottom of the house, and the house would be destroyed. But architects started smartening up a little bit. They started wising up a little bit, and they started realizing that sand that had been mixed with a little bit of water, that had been compacted, and had a little bit of heat on it, all right? It actually starts formation, it actually looks like a rock. I mean, you knock on it, you taste it, like it looks, tastes, smells like a rock, right? They did the little foot test, like, yeah, good enough for me, let's build a house on it, right? But they started realizing that, well, that might not actually be a rock, right? So they wised up a little bit and guess what they did they got a hammer and a chisel maybe one of the greatest inventions ever all right they grabbed that hammer and chisel and what they would do is they would see that and then they would hit it with the hammer and chisel and if you know anything about those fake rocks, they just bust right open. I mean, it's it's almost instantaneous. And what they would do is they'd bust it, they'd scoop it out, they'd dig a little bit deeper, and they would go until that they couldn't go any farther until they started hitting solid rock, and they'd dig it out, and then they would start building the foundation of their home on that rock, and then their houses started lasting longer. It could weather the storm, and it would uh, just make it way more sturdy. They were able to survive what was coming at them. Students, if I can be honest with you, some of us have built our lives on some unstable ground. And I think it's time for us to start checking our foundation. So what does it say that we are supposed to do here? It says that those who hear my words of mine and does them, This is what God's Word does for us. God's Word is our hammer and our chisel in our life. And what it does is when we start learning God's Word and start meditating on God's Word, start memorizing God's Word, start understanding God's Word, it's us, we're taking that hammer and that chisel in our life and we're able to start seeing what is the false foundation in our life and what is solid rock in our life. We start seeing what is the the real things in our life and what are the fake things in our life and we start going deeper and deeper when we're busting through some of this fake in our life until we hit solid ground when you chisel with the word it exposes the lies that you have built your life on and it teaches you what you should build your life on see i think some of us in here if we can just kind of give some exposure to this i think there are some false foundations that some of us build our life on, if we can just be a little honest. I think some of us, need, we need to start chiseling and we'll start seeing this lie that the devil likes to tell everybody, well, I believe that God came and he died for me so so you know what? Yeah, I know that I sinned, but I can keep on sinning because he's going to keep on forgiving me, right? I think this is this is sand that a lot of us are building our life on, and I'm telling you it's we need to keep on chiseling down and chiseling down, break through that that lie because this is the truth is that God's grace covers all sin but because I was a sinner and because he died for me I'm going to put on my new self I'm going to start working and looking and talking and thinking like him and you know what? I don't want to keep on sinning because of where I'm at I want to keep on living for Jesus because of what he has done for me You need to start chiseling and chiseling. Some of us in this world, we have built our foundation on the fact that I am nothing in this world. I have no friends. No one likes me. I'm a stranger. I am hurting because of who I am. I'm telling you, that's sand. We need to chisel a little deeper because when you start chiseling a little deeper, you're going to start hitting a rock because you're going to start seeing that you are a child of the King who sent his son to die for you. You are made, you are an an, an object of Jesus that is that God made what is weak in this world strong. He has made you in the image of him. His mercies are new every morning. You need to start chiseling until you start finding. rock. I think we need to take another two feet and chisel down and expose a couple more of our flaws that tell you that maybe your past makes you just a little less um, excited about your future. I think some of us in here, we have built the foundation of our life on the fact, you know what, I made this mistake in my past And I just I'm not gonna have that bright of the future. Or you know what this happened in my past, and like I just don't have this bright of a future. And I'm telling you that you need to start chiseling a little deeper and a little farther because it's only Jesus who can make what looks behind you something that you can use for your future. He can make you move from your past and look forward to your future. He is the only one that can wash away your sins from your past and restore you for your your future you don't have to live in the shame and the guilt anymore you can start living for jesus more and more each day see when we dig deep and see that Jesus' love is greater than your sins or shame and guilt that is when you will find freedom in this world like you've never felt before see building your life Is a process. It's not gonna just happen in a day or a week, but it's gonna be something that you need to work on continually. See, I think a lot of us we have made a foundation in Jesus Christ. I believe that there's a lot of us in here that we know who Jesus is and we have tried to make this foundation in this world about Jesus, but I think that there are some weak points in our life that we need to start chiseling down farther on and seeing that we have built some of our life on the sand and we need to start digging deeper to build our life on the rock. But you want to know the people that are going to be surprised on that judgment day. If we can just be real honest, I mean, that's really the the hardest part of this text is, well, who's going to be surprised that day? Those who, and this is what it says in the text, is that those who hear God's Word, maybe even read God's Word, maybe even go to church and is preached to about God's Word, but they never allow God's word to change their lives to be more like Christ. See, that is going to be the people that have built their life on the sand, and when that day comes and they're standing before Jesus, he will say, he promises that he will say that I never knew you, depart from me. Some of us students, we have started building our lives on Jesus Christ. And our, and our foundation is weak, but I think some of us in here, we have never built a foundation on Jesus Christ at all. And I think we need to really pay attention. Students, I wanna ask you a question. Now, I've asked this question to thousands of people. Now, it might have been in a variety of ways, right? I use the same line probably my whole ministry, but it, it, it's effective. I might have even used this line on many of you. But if you were to die in your sleep tonight, man, we're just getting hardcore tonight, all right? If you're gonna die tonight, right? I've said it a, little, I said it a lot of different ways. I think even one time it was a boyfriend and a girlfriend. And I was like, if you're standing on this balcony and your boyfriend slipped and pushed you over the edge, right, like, And you're toe-to-toe, face-to-face, like somewhere in my story, like you're going to die, all right, and you're going to be toe-to-toe, face-to-face with Jesus. All right, let's get serious again. Sorry, Lord. Okay, come on now. But if you were to die, and you were standing toe-to-toe, face-to-face with Jesus tonight, we all know people that have passed early. It could happen. But Jesus looks at you and says, why should i let you into my heaven what would you say i've asked a thousand people this question and let me tell you is that not a whole lot? answer it the way that the text answer it what would you say students if you were to die tonight you're standing toe-to-toe face to face with jesus what would you say you want to know what i get a lot a lot of answers I get is this. Oh, well, Brent, I, I, I try to be good. I try to be respectful. You know, I'd go to church every so often, and I try to respect people, right? I'm like, okay. Or I hear a lot, well, I grew up going to church. You know, I do read my Bible every so often. I pray every night before bed. All right, I get that a whole lot. One of the biggest ones I hear is, well, I was baptized when I was... Little, and you know what, my grandpa's a preacher, all right? There's a lot of grandpas that were preachers out there, all right? I swear I get that about every fourth time. But here's my question is, what did Jesus say to the people who said this? What did they say? I prophesied in your name. I casted demons out in your name. I did mighty works in in your name. If we look at just these people, could we say that we were better off than them? Could we say that we were more religious than them? How can we even look at them and say, well, I haven't casted any demons out in Jesus' name. Am I right? (laughs) Like um well i also i don't know if i've done anything great in the and mighty in the name of the lord jesus like like i mean that's that's kind of scary if jesus is going to cast them away what's going to make him not cast me away i've been good i've been baptized i pray some i read my bible some but see the bible doesn't teach that the bible teaches not look at what I've done for you, Jesus, but it teaches, look at what you have done through me, Jesus. See, the Bible isn't about how much you love Jesus, it's about how much Jesus loves you. See, this is the turn. People always say, well, Brent, what would you say when you are standing toe-to-toe, face-to-face with Jesus? And I say, well, the Bible says this, Lord, is that I was born a nature of wrath that deserved hell. And God sent His Son to to live a sinless life and to die a miserable death to conquer my sin and to set me free from that separation I had with you and to be able to live free from sin and to have a relationship with Jesus and to have an eternity with you the bible says that if i confess it with my mouth that jesus is lord and believe in my heart that god raised him from the dead then i will be saved students that's the foundation if you have never made that relationship with jesus that's the foundation that's going to get you through the storm is the salvation of jesus christ for your life When that is your foundation, then you start building your house upon that. You start building the walls and you start following the directions and the commands that He gives you. Like, love the Lord God with all your heart and soul and mind, and love your neighbor as yourself. That's already built on top of the foundation of Jesus Christ. You build up from the foundation. You build your life upon Jesus Christ, and He will direct your path. I want to tell you a quick story as I end here. <clears throat> I, I guess this was about five weeks before Caroline and I got married. Hey yo, there is a God. We're gonna have three kids. What am I thinking with three kids under three? Okay. But 2014, I got my I got a job in Arkansas as a college minister, and I moved there on a Friday, uh, I think it was a Friday or a Thursday, one of the days and the next morning at four o 'clock in the morning, uh, they had planned for all of us to go to Passion, which is a big worship experience in Elena. And I was, you know, the college minister. But what they had me do is they had me drive the bus, all right, Uh, because that's what I guess all ministers do. Well, your boy was like wrecked. Like, I mean, I was so tired. Like, I mean, I chugged coffee the whole time. I fell asleep, I'm gonna be honest with you, I fell asleep twice. Driving the bus, alright? And every time we hit the, the tire tread, I was like, everybody awake back there. Like like it was it was bad, guys. It was bad. Passion was amazing. Um and the last time I think the last the last sermon, every passion, is Louis Gigulot, and he uh he just he just destroys it. All right. He's an amazing, Pastor. Uh, his message that day was uh, was very, very simplistic. I mean, it was, it was very good. It was talking about how all of us need a relationship with Jesus. Um, and he said, you can't be like Jesus until you have Jesus. And he was trying to tell people, like, a lot of us, we want to try to clean up our life and to be able to, like, make everything nice and neat and perfect before we can, like, say, okay, now I can go be a Christian. Or a lot of people are confused, like, well, once I'm a, man, I, if I if I just, man, trust Jesus right now, then, man, I, everything, like, it's just going to wreck everything in my life. He's like, man, you can't be like like Jesus until you have Jesus and you should have just seen how it just like made, it just moved this room and you could just you could just see the power of the spirit like just take over this place and we went back to our dorm or back to our um our hotel and uh one of the baseball players from Arkansas State uh actually came to my room and he said he said Brent like is that really the truth like if I wanted to have a relationship with Jesus right now, like I don't have to have all my stuff together. And I said, that's 100% true. I said, like Louis said, you can't, you can't be like Jesus until you have Jesus help you to be like him. You can't have all your stuff. And you should have just seen just the weight of this like lie on his shoulders just be lifted and he just started tearing up, he goes, that's all I have to do to, to enter a relationship with Jesus. I said, yes. You just, you, I said, are you a sinner in need of a savior? He said, yes. He goes, I need Jesus more than I could ever imagine. He goes, but I've done a lot of bad in the past. I said, well, Jesus is here to forgive that. And you should have just seen more and more of this weight being lifted. He goes, that's all I have to do. As I said, the Bible says if you confess with your mouth, Uh, that Jesus is Lord and you believe in your heart that God raised him from the third day to to conquer your sins and you shall be saved he goes that is the most amazing thing that I've ever heard that he would give his life for me now let me tell you what happened with this one guy is that we sat there, we prayed in the, dorm, in, in the in the room, he gave his life to Jesus. He went down the hallway, two o'clock in the morning, he got his little sister. I told her the same exact thing, the weight lifted. She's like, that is amazing. And then, then uh, she gave her life to Jesus. Let me tell you what happened from 2014 to 2015 with about 10 of us. 115 college students gave their life to Christ. It was crazy. The message was simple. But this is what I want to do right now. I want every eye, eye closed, every head bowed. And I would like to ask you personally today, this is you evaluating everything this is you seeing about, well, is my life built on the, the rock of Jesus Christ, or is my life built on something other than that? And Lord, I just beg that you just open the hearts of the people in here and let them be able to, ask, to answer this question very truthfully. And this is where I don't want everybody looking around, but I would like to see a raise of hands tonight. And I want you to be bold tonight, students. Who in this room tonight knows that they have not been putting their foundation of their lives on Jesus Christ and would like to change that tonight? Who would like to see that tonight? Who would like to make sure that their eternity is secure in Jesus, that they can have a relationship with Jesus, and that they can build their life in Jesus tonight? That's awesome. You can go ahead and put your hands down. Maybe some of us in this room... We've been living for everything but Jesus. And we know it's time for us to trust Him with our life and with our eternities. And students, I don't want us to be fooled. There is a great storm coming. There's, there's going to come a time where it's just you and Jesus. And many of us don't want to think about it. Many of us are afraid of it. Many of us want to push it away. But I'm, I'm begging you, be aware that if your life is not built on the foundation of Jesus Christ and His love for you and His saving work He did for you on the cross, you will have to depart from Him. But that's not where He ends. But if you build your life on Jesus Christ, if you give your life to Jesus Christ, then you will be saved and you will be a child of the King forever. If you want to start that journey today, I want to ask everyone in this room. We're, I just want us to all pray a prayer. You're not praying it to me, you're not praying it to your neighbor, but I want you to pray to Jesus on high who is listening to every word that you say right now. And I would like for you to repeat these words after me Dear Jesus, you are the Savior of the world. I am a sinner in need of a Savior. Forgive me of my sins. give me a bright future. Be the, the savior of my world. for it's in your name. Amen. May let's give up for Jesus. Come on now. Hey, listen, if you made that decision today, I would love for you to on our contact cards in the back, right? right? I prayed. I don't know. Like, write your name, number, and like, Brent, call me. All right? I would love to call you. I'd love to contact you about that because that is the biggest decision that you have ever made in your life. Some of y'all, like, you found some weak spots in your foundation and you would like to strengthen that. This is my beg for you tonight. I would love for you to come pray with our prayer team down here. We got some prayer teams up there. We got some prayer teams in the middle back here. I would love for you to pray and just give them to Jesus and strengthen the foundation of your life so we can glorify God with everything that we have. Amen? Let's go ahead and stand up and let's sing these last couple songs.